Hi, everyone. Hi. We are coming to you after a while and on a new day, so we should address both those things. Basically, we haven't done one of these quarantine episodes in actually exactly one month was the last time we recorded one of these. Wow, it feels like forever and also no time at all. Yeah, agreed. That's how quarantine feels in general. So we stopped because we didn't want to take up space during the most critical period of this like resurgence of the Black Lives Matter movement. Obviously, it never went away, but resurgence is kind of the best way I can think of to describe it. Yeah. And it's not we're not coming back saying like, and now it's over and we don't need to make space anymore. We're coming back mostly because we are an entertainment podcast and we know that people need entertainment right now. Um, and we also feel like the world has gotten to a place where there is now space for both the kind of thing we do and the kind of thing we were holding space for. And I, and I, I do want to emphasize that like making space, we mean that our voices were not what people needed to hear, but that didn't mean that we were giving up our platform or anything like that. If anything, you've been probably the most active person on social media that I'm friends with. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I feel I feel great about balancing the two, and I'm happy to be back. Me too. And I feel, like, fueled. Fueled? Kind of, like, recharged into what we actually do. Oh, that's nice. Anyway, so I guess with the heavy stuff out of the out of the way for the moment, we have some stuff to talk about because it has been a while. Yeah. And when we were making our list for today, we were both sort of like, okay, well, we can go back and find stuff that happened a while ago. But enough has happened in the last like week or two that we didn't even need to go that far back. If there is something that happened that we don't cover today that you want us to cover let us know on social media and we'll talk about it. But that's also sort of always true. Like if something happens and you're like, I need to hear what Jay and Robert think of this, you can tweet at us or DM us or whatever. And we will talk about it because we love to talk. That is a great segue into something that I had completely forgotten about until this very moment. Oh, we, we got a DM from somebody um, somebody who DMs us a lot, who I'm, uh, who I love. They're a great listener, <laughs> and they wanted to know our reaction about Emma Roberts's pregnancy. <laughs> that is not what I thought you were gonna say. Um... <laughs> I know to, to the listeners out there, I I have not prefaced Jay with this at all. Like I completely forgot about this until this moment. Um, I mean, yeah. I'm happy for her if that's what she wants. You know. Yeah, that's a really great way of putting it. I wish it was my child. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised. Me too. It is not the news I ever thought I would read. Yeah, like, I obviously don't know Emma Roberts personally. 
can you imagine if we did? But like, like, but I mean that in like, a, I don't really know who she is outside of who she plays on screen. Agreed. Um, so in my mind, I'm like, Emma Roberts is the kind of girl that like, won't have a kid until she's like, a lot, not calling her young now, but like, a lot, like, I'm imagining like, a, a woman in her like, late 30s early 40s like having a child like with her husband of like 11 like that's just what I've always seen Emma Roberts as and you Absolutely know me shame, too. On, shame on me for putting her in that box yeah I guess um so I'm like if if this is what she yeah if this is what makes her happy and and all and everything's like a go like I I don't I don't see a reason for her to not be a mom. <laughs> That's such a weird way of putting it. <laughs> I mean me neither. It's not like her career is like at its peak. I think her career like, was at its peak a while ago. Yeah, like she can take the time her and Leah both can take the time to go like be a mom. Yeah. Not saying that you can't do other things while you're being a mom. Oh my god. But I you know what I mean. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they're not going to be working moms. <laughs> yeah, like, I, like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure that Emma still has other, I mean, she has her book club, and I'm sure that she's an ambassador for multiple things. So, like, like I'm sure she'll still be working. And she's, oh, my God, she would be a great, like, mommy influencer. She really would. And honestly, so would Leah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay, wait, wait. Okay, wait. We have other things to talk about, but we're happy for her, right? Yes. Okay, great. <laughs> so, first things first, let's get this out of the way because we also talked about it on social media, but Brad Stalls. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, actually, growing up, my little sister was like a big Bratz girl. However, I am not totally versed in the Bratz universe, I have to say. Um, I have, I've maybe seen like a movie when I was younger with her, but like they were, I was too old when Bratz came out to even like care about Bratz dolls. But it turns out that now I have a newfound love for that. (laughs) (laughs) At Bratz, the like Bratz doll account posted a couple weeks ago, or I get on June 22nd, not a couple weeks ago, stepping out and coming out. Nevra and Roxy are sharing their super style and pride. Happy Pride Month from the whole Bratz pack. And then two rainbow emoji, or a rainbow emoji, a rainbow flag, like a pride flag emoji, and a kiss emoji. Hashtag pride, hashtag pride month, hashtag Bratz. With two images. One of which is post, you can see on our Instagram. They are hot. They're children. Are they children? They yes. can't be children. Her thumb showing. Her what is showing? The one that says girls like girls, her thong is showing. Well, I'm I'm pretty sure they're supposed to be like 13. No. They're at like, like clubs and stuff. How old are the brats? I'm going to look at the TV series. Bratz TV series. 
The show revolves around four teenagers running their own teen magazine titled Bratz while struggling school life at Stiles High School. Whoa. Okay, well, her thong should not be out. (laughs) That is against school code. (laughs) Well, it's the summer. Oh, true. It is June. It is Pride Month. Maybe she was going to the beach. (laughs) I'm Maybe. Here I am. Oh, my God. Anyway, they are so cute together. They're both wearing so much Pride merch. Yeah. So, okay, I'm going to say Roxy is the one on the right with the long, maybe, like, red hair and the lipstick. Yeah. She has the lesbian pride flag on her wrist as, like, a sweatband. Or a bangle. I think and, it's bangle. and like a, what is that, a halter top mm-hmm. that says girls like girls with a Z. This whole look is a mood. Yeah, I really like this look, actually. Except and for, then, as you mentioned, the thong showing. <laughs> oh, and if you look in this second picture, or the picture that we posted, the... Roxy has left like a kiss mark on the other doll's cheek, who is Nevra, who is wearing a bisexual pride flag pin. And her eyelids are like purple and blue and she's looking cute. And she's, she has like a big lipstick mark. I think we now, like if they ever release these dolls dressed this way, we have to buy them. Well, it will not surprise anyone to hear that I didn't really play with dolls when I was little. Um, But I'll make an exception for these two. Good. Except I'm looking at Nevra's hands, and um, (laughs) I don't think I've ever held my hands in that way. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I guess that they're supposed to be holding hands, not her hands are just like both pointed in the same direction no yeah they're holding hands okay (laughs) oh and also the picture is set in front of a pride flag oh yeah it is so turns out brats are the (laughs) allies also something that i think is great is that they're not new characters they're like pre-existing characters that they've just now given sexual like sexuality or like sexual identity to beyond heterosexuality yeah i think it's very cool that it wasn't like and here comes the lesbian brats it was just like these two that you already know guess what they're gay for each other (laughs) can you imagine if they just like create they like everybody sat down and they were like all right guys we're here to create the lesbian brat (laughs) (laughs) what what does she look like? And some someone's like, ah, I don't know. I guess I guess we'll give her. And then they just like list. Like I don't even know what would be on that list. They would be wearing like what? Like Doc Martens. Yeah, and like an undercut. I'm so glad that they did this. It's great, beautiful. I hope I hope that they release them. Me too. The other thing that I like about it is that they did not post like just a group picture of all of the brats behind like a gay flag. Like, they weren't like, we love gays. Yeah, they, they were, literally like, were like, okay, we're going to give you them then. Yeah. I think that's kind of what Disney is now, like, starting to learn, is that they can't just be, like, I say Disney because it's, like, the most recognizable that I could think of, but, like, 
that they're like, we can't just say that we like it anymore. We have to like do it. Like walk and talk at the same time. Yeah. Walk and talk at the same time. <laughs> I was thinking like walk the walk. <laughs> I know what you were thinking. <laughs> so the movie, but I'm a cheerleader came out 20 years ago, Thursday, maybe 20 years ago on June 20th. Okay. So a while ago. And Clea Duvall posted on Instagram that when they made the movie, she was, quote, very closeted. And she says, countless people over the years have told me how this movie made them feel seen and helped them come out. I want them to know their words and strength did the same for me. Thank you. And then she posted, like, ten hearts in different colors. Wow, that's so, that's, uh, I just love her. Me too. And can you imagine a world where Clea Duvall wasn't a lesbian? No. I mean, I'm sure that if I was on that set, I'd be looking at Clea Duvall being being like, she was typecast, right? Yeah. I feel like when we started the pod, when did she come out? I don't think she ever, like, officially had a coming out. Because I remember earlier on in our friendship, I, like, mentioned her being a lesbian and you were like she's not and I was like that's insane oh I don't remember that but I believe you and the same thing happened with um oh my god what's her name from Orange is the New Black who's in Russian Doll yeah when we went to go see that movie the um the confrontation no the 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 um it's that thing when you look the when you bring a whole bunch of people in to tell them that they're like doing bad things, um, convention. No, I'm looking it up. I know oh which movie. Oh my god! Yeah, um, it's a C word. The intervention. Intervention. I don't know why I was thinking convention. Yeah. Um, when we when we went to go see the movie that intervention natasha and clea play like love like partners lovers they're like girlfriends and i remember by that time clea like was a lesbian and i I was like oh good like two lesbians and you were like no natasha's straight and i was like what (laughs) yeah that's always a big shock yeah the fact that she's dating fred armison is just Kind of offensive. I'm, <laughs> it really I'm going to say something about her, though. Okay. I think that if she didn't all like if she wasn't known for wearing her hair like so big and natural the majority of the time, I know that she doesn't always do that. But if I had known her with like her straight hair and like always glammed up, I never would have thought she was a lesbian. And that, but like, because I was introduced to her as a lesbian character, like, I did not know who she was until Orange is the New Black. I, I mean, I hadn't seen But I'm a Cheerleader until just a couple of years ago. So, like, knowing her this way, I'm like, oh, there's no way that she's not a lesbian. Yeah. I mean, everyone thinks she's a lesbian. Also, because she always plays lesbians. Yeah, like, even when I was watching, did you watch Russian Doll? No. She's straight on it, but every time that you like see her with the guy, you're like, oh, well, this isn't right. 
But I mean, hey, I'm very much on the boat of like, if that's what you say, that's what you say. <laughs> All right. I've always I've always said that like if uh, with my friends who were like closeted for years, I would go to them and be like, if you ever need to like say anything, you can. And they're like, yeah, but it's okay. I'm straight. And I'd be like, okay. You said what you said, and I will take it. I'm going to say I don't think she's closeted. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine if, like, years later she's like, I am gay? Everyone's like, literally, why would you not say it? Yeah. Anyway, I'm, that's a very, uh, I, I, but I, yeah, I just really love Clea Duvall. Been a fan of hers since Heroes. I didn't know she was on Heroes. Oh, she's like one of the main characters. And then she she kind of goes away as the show like gets a little crazy. And I think that's maybe where she like kind of picked up in the rest of the world. <laughs> but, but she, yeah, she plays a straight cop. Oh, huh. With a bob. Oh, love that. Is she, she was also in... She also dated Sarah Paulson in American Horror Story, right? She did? Isn't she the isn't she like Sarah's girlfriend who dies in season 2? If that's her, I'm going to freak out. I I might be making this up. I thought it was her. That was the season with like the Nazi stuff, so they they like when they found out that Sarah's character was a lesbian, they like Found it those is books. her. It is. Whoa. Wow. Who's the bigger fan now? Wow. Wow. What year was that? It must have been like 2011, 12? 2012 to 2013. Wow. She's not a Ryan Murphy player because she's only been in one. Yeah. But. I don't think that they ever really have, like, a scene together. I think she's only in it, like, very sparingly. It says she's in four episodes. Or five episodes. Oh, wow. I may be remembering this wrong. I didn't really like season two. Me neither. Anyway, that's... uh, I'm so happy for But I'm a Cheerleader. And if you haven't seen it, trust me, it's good. (laughs) uh, Trust me, too. It's very good. (laughs) This story actually comes to us from my mom. Hi. Hi. Just me saying hi to your mom. No, I know. I was saying hi on her behalf. (laughs) So there's this actor named Carrie Payton, K-H-A-R-Y Payton, who is an actor. And his bio says he's been in King Ezekiel, Cyborg. Oh, wait, maybe he played King Ezekiel and he played Cyborg because the next one is Calderam, which seems like a name. Grimlock, Rafiki and others. Yeah, now that I'm looking at his Wikipedia page, those are characters he's played. And he plays King Ezekiel on The Walking Dead. And he, on June 15th, posted a message that I really think is very nice. And I'm going to read it now. It's a picture of his kid just, like, smiling. And the caption says, 
This is my kid, one of the most happy, well-adjusted individuals I've ever known. My son, Carter. Carter with a K because it reminded him of my name. He chose it. You see, he was born female but has always identified as a boy. He thought it would be cool if I announced it on social media. I told him there would be so many supporters but also a lot of jerks who can be harsh. He said, yeah, I know about trolls, Daddy. I can, hang I can handle trolls. Man, there is nothing more beautiful than watching your child feel the journey of exploring what it means to be true to themselves. This is his journey, and I am here for it. I hope you all have the opportunity to feel the unquenchable love that I am feeling right now. And this kid is like, I don't know, seven. That's so touching. Isn't it? And then people were like, obviously being horrible in the comments. And so he made a video that I'm not going to. We're not going to watch it together because um, it's like five minutes long. But he made a video basically saying, like, just don't be mean. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm also I sorry. I was looking him up and didn't realize that, like, when you say he was on The, the Walking Dead, he's been in 53 episodes since 2016 and is and was on it until the end. I don't know him. I, I only watched the first couple of seasons of The Walking Dead. But I do love him now. Also, he's hot. Is he? Yeah. I can see it. And, and on The Walking Dead, he has a tiger. Oh, wow. This picture is hot. Right? If you if you want to know what we're looking at, go look on our social media right now. Um, <laughs> and, I, and I'll post a picture of him. So anyway, I can't find a quote from the video he made, but it was basically being like, there's no need to direct negative energy at a literal child. <laughs> I love that. Um, which is true. Like, why are you being rude to trans kids on the internet? Like, shut up. Yeah, like, I... I feel like I've been very... Um, big picture oriented in 2020 um more so than I think I ever have been and I'm like I don't think a lot of people like realize what that is like when you say it out loud like don't be mean to kids on the internet it sounds so flippant but it's like these are like this is a literal child yeah like if a stranger if a strange adult came to me on the internet and said something. I, I don't know what to do with this. And take it as truth. If a seven-year-old is doing something that I don't like, I'm not its parent. Yeah. And unless it's actively harming other people. Like, if a seven-year-old is, like, trying to hurt someone else, then I'm going to do something. But, like, if, if a seven-year-old is just, like, expressing itself in a way that I don't particularly care for, I'm not going to be like, fuck this seven-year-old. Yeah, and I am very happy that this child has such a an open and like caring parent as opposed to the many others that don't yeah me too who then wouldn't probably get that kind of acknowledgement when they are harassed yeah but that's so sweet can't believe that we have another person to add to the list of straight allies <laughs> All right, next. Okay, so I do want to talk about Drag Race. Okay. Because I I want to, like, talk about the twist of how they're doing this season, which I know you know, 
because we've been talking about it, but I think that it's crazy. So for everybody not watching, because I do know that a lot of our listeners don't watch Drag Race, um, I pay attention. Um, it used to be just like a normal reality competition where like you just went through challenge by challenge and then at the end there was a winner. And the last twist that, they, okay, so Drag Race has actually had a multitude of twists. It started out in season one as being a pairs competition. And then when we realized that that's done, <laughs> Um, switched it to what it is to what it has been for a few seasons, which was like normal competition structure. But at the end of every episode, two wit like top people are picked, and then they lip sync for lip synced, synced, sync. I don't know. Um, they did the lip syncing for the crown, <laughs> um, and then somebody won a tip of $10,000 every episode. Um, and then that person also got to send somebody else home from the bottom of that week. And it like created drama. Rue didn't have to do literally anything um, except host the show. <laughs> um, and and it worked. And then they, fi- then they changed it. And I, I don't know why. And I thought I would give it a shot, but I actually don't think that I like it anymore. (laughs) And it's been four or five episodes. So the new deal, the new deal is um, normal competition structure. There's a mini challenge and a larger challenge. And then there's a runway and a top all-star is picked of the week and they win nothing. And you, where, like, usually when you win the top all-star or the top drag queen of the week in the normal drag race, like, you usually win something else. So in this, you get, it, by winning, you now get the opportunity to lip sync. And you, you do it against a drag race lip sync assassin, which I had to look up. <laughs> and it means somebody who has been on drag race and lip sync for their lip who did the lip sync for their life and won, which sent somebody else home more than once hmm. and so that is kind of like the pool of people that that the show is is pulling from and um and it's fun seeing like older faces like Alyssa edwards has done it um past winners have done it but the thing is, is that, oh, 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 and then the winner, obviously, somebody still wins. If, okay, okay, stay with me. If the winner of the lip sync is the contestant of All Stars, they get a $10,000 tip and whatever the prize is, if there's like an extra prize. Um, maybe they do get it for winning the runway. I think they do get the extra prize no matter what. Um, That being said, that means that they then also win the opportunity to send somebody home from the bottom who they pick. If the lip sync assassin wins, okay, this is where it gets tricky. Do you know this already? No. Okay, so (laughs) if, if the assassin wins, they have to send home, um, the person that the entire cast of contestants has voted to go home. So before 
the lip sync, all of the contestants head into a room and they cast a vote on who they think should go home. And so you're watching a lip sync and if one person goes home, it's who they specifically want to go home and the other person has who the group unanimously wants to go home. And then Rue chooses who she wants the winner to be of the lip sync and then that person goes home. And that's the whole twist. Except we also found out recently that there can be a tie where if Rue chooses both the lip sync assassin and uh, the contestant, they both get to send a person home. They send home the person who the group voted for and the person who uh, the contestant voted for. And then potentially two people could go home. Who Like, uh, it's crazy. And for a while I liked it. And now I don't think that I do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the I I just don't trust Rue to not fix it. Like it like it Rue potentially knows who the lipstick or sorry, like who the group voted for to go home. So if Rue doesn't want that person to go home, Rue can just be like, Okay, cool, that person doesn't win. Yeah. So like so like it's no longer like a competition of literally who's the best. It turn it can turn into Ken, because we haven't you know gone a full season with this yet. Um, but it can because uh, you know sometimes good television is what gets sent home. Yeah. Anyway, I just I feel like I had to get that off my chest because we've gone so long without talking about anything. My next thing to talk about is two books that I have read that I think our audience should read. One of them is called The Prettiest Star by Carter Sickles. It's about the AIDS crisis and a young man who has AIDS and uh, returns to his small town home to die, basically, and the way his family reacts. And the way, like, his family reacts to it and the town reacts to it and like stuff like that it's a sad book but it's amazing what i have a question about it yeah what would you say makes it different than like other books about aids um it's a it's not a story about new york oh interesting because he like goes back to this small town so it's about aids in a small town i like that as opposed to like every other AIDS novel is about a big city. Hmm. Okay. And then the second one is called The Vanishing Half by Britt Bennett. And I'm not going to say what the LGBTQ narrative is in it because I don't want to spoil it. So it's about two sisters, two black twin sisters, and they separate from each other. Um, they're not conjoined. They're just identical and they separate their lives from each other and one of them marries a black man and lives the rest of her life and one of them pretends to be white and lives as a white woman and marries a white man and lives the rest of her life and it's what yeah okay it's just like a really beautiful moving novel there's a really amazing lgbtq plus storyline I'm not going to say which letter it is or whether it's the plus sign because you have to read it to find out. And 
why would it matter? <laughs> You're right. <laughs> that sounds really good. I when you when you told me what that what the plot line what the plot line is, I didn't think that the plot would be nearly as cool as that. Yeah. I have a lot of questions about it <laughs> um, that I will ask you at another time. Okay. And speaking of books, we can say now that our July Patreon audio content is going to be a book club about The Black Flamingo by Dean Ada. If you've read it and you want to join our Patreon or you haven't read it and you want to join our Patreon or you have read it and you are a Patreon, or you haven't read it and you are a Patreon, that covers every kind of person. Um, We'll be talking about that, so that's just a heads up. You can tell that we haven't recorded an episode in a while because we are talking. I know. (laughs) Especially especially me, but I'm really excited to read it. I got it from uh, my local library uh, through my Libby app, which is great if you don't have it. Um, Libby, sponsor us. Uh, or, or you can get it on, you know, wherever books are sold. Yeah, get it on bookshop.org. Yeah. Or if you, I will store. say that if, yeah, I will say that if you do want to read this book with us, um, it did take a minute for Jay to get it, right? No. It was supposed to. Oh, it did? Oh, okay. Because it's like sold out everywhere. So literally go get it now. <laughs> Yeah. Um, speaking of, okay, so you've been reading books. I've been I've been reading books, but not any not anything that people need to know about. Um, but I've been watching stuff, and last night I watched Milk for the first time, which I know you already know because I live texted you through some of it. But throwback to when we asked everybody if it was milk or milk. Oh my god. Forgot about that. <laughs> I think that that was one of my favorite things we've ever done. Yeah, mine too. <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, we uh, a, a while a, a few seasons ago we called all of our friends to see if they said milk or milk, M-E-L-K. Uh, if you can find it, have fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I watched Milk the movie with Sean Penn. Is that yes. his name? Uh, for the very first time, and I want to talk about it because I remember we were talking about Milk the person and brought up Milk the movie in that episode. And I was like, well, I've never seen it. I don't really know anything about Harvey Milk. I'm good. And so I just I don't want to retract that statement. I just want to add to it because now I've seen it. <laughs> OK, I've seen what was that called? When We Rise. When We that, Rise, like, yeah. What, that like six part mini series based on the book by Cleve Jones. Um, and at the time I, I didn't even know who Cleve Jones was. And I do, I do recommend that series still to anybody who doesn't know what I'm talking about. I think it's good. It's just long. So I knew kind of what to expect going into milk. And I knew that he dies. Spoiler. The movie does not, shy away from that i was kind of expecting this to be like a straight biopic and the movie started with just like what i felt was archival footage and then throughout so much of the movie 
it's almost like part documentary. Like there's so much real footage that they show with, with Sean Penn just doing a voiceover that I was like, I actually didn't know that this was just like do- a documentary about milk, about Harvey Milk. And the beginning of the movie is literally just footage that I have never really seen before. The movie has like an overture-ish and it's over, or like an opening titles credits where you see video footage of like gay men being taken out of bars yeah, and like put in like put into like police caravans and stuff, which I've seen pictures of obviously, but I've never seen video footage of it. And something um, kind of like immediately came over me. And I think it was also like in watching a movie about police brutality right now, even though there were, even though I can count on maybe one hand the amount of people that were not white in this movie, I like, there, there, there was something that kind of like set the tone with that. And the, the first like, I don't know, five minutes or so is just like, like archival news reportings from when he died. And I was like, oh shit, we're like doing an Evita and you're just going to like tell me the ending first. Got it. Um, which then made me very tense the whole time because I didn't know when it was going to come and I didn't know how it happened. But I don't, I didn't really know anything else about Harvey Milk beyond that. And wow, I'm obsessed. <laughs> I, like, I know this sounds silly because I'm like fully 28 years old being like, wow, Harvey Milk, great guy. And I apologize for like not educating myself on him. But beforehand, besides just like, oh, I knew he was the first something in politics in California. Like the first, or like he was the first gay person to do like, I knew he he like won something. Um, and that he also hadn't won something else. But I didn't really like know or understand that. And then in When We Rise, they talk about him, but they're always like, oh yeah, all that good stuff Harvey Milk did. And I never got, I, I was like, okay lovely movie and at the end of it i got i got like emotional about about like our current like state of like lgbt culture versus what that what it was like in that time period and i know i text you a little bit about it and i don't want to turn it into a whole thing because maybe that can be something we talk about in season five. Ooh. <laughs> <clears throat> But I do, th- I do think that it's interesting. Like, there was a lot of footage that I was like, oh, I never like, knew that that's what they were talking about when I hear about the gay rights movement. Like, when, like there was a scene where like, e- like everybody's just like in a diner and then a couple kids run in and they're like, everyone in the bar on the street, like we have to like start this riot. And like, everybody's like, okay. I'm like, wow, like tensions must have been so, like, if I was in a diner and somebody did that, I'd be like, what? <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. But that, like, uh, I mean, I knew that it was bad, but, like, for some reason, some of the imagery that they show in the movie kind of, like, opened my eye to it a little bit, especially since it wasn't in New York. And I feel like a lot of the imagery that I know of that movement and then of that time is so New York-focused. And there was, like, a scene where, like, Harvey Milk gives everybody, like, whistles, and they set up this whole, like, essentially, like, 
a security system for the neighborhood so that if police brutality was happening, they had a way of like getting like rallying the community together, anybody that could help this person that was about to be taken away. Like uh, it just like blew my mind, blew my mind. Loved it. I'm so glad. And I wish I, I, I wish the same sort of like community existed. Not, not that I'm saying that it's broken. It's just definitely different. And and maybe we'll get to that in season five. So I would be not myself if I didn't remind you that Sean Penn is an abuser. Oh, of course. <laughs> just making sure we all remember this as we talk about this movie. Oh, yes. That's why I'm not talking about his performance. Love that. Um, but Dennis O'Hare is in it and Victor Garber, basically America's dad, besides Tom Hanks. And like, oh my God, Allison Pill. And also James Franco, who I, I'm i mad that sometimes he just decides to be a good actor. Yeah. And then other times it's like, hi, I'm a slime ball who like flirts with children and also is like bad at his job. Yep. Um, it's like... Oh, it like infuriates me. Um, but also something crazy that I did not know going into it is that Lucas Gabriel was in it. Yeah, I don't know who that is. Lucas Gabriel was Ryan, the like coded gay character in High School Musical. Oh. And then this is what he did like shortly after High School Musical. And so I'm like, wow, okay. like you like not only took a huge jump from like High School Musical 2 Oscar winning movie, but also like really stuck it to Disney by being like, okay, cool. Now I'm going to go play a, a gay guy in a movie about the civil rights movement or not the civil rights movement, the gay rights movement. Yeah. But okay. In speaking of representation and things that I watched, I recently watched Eurovision. I don't know the full title of the movie, but it's that movie on Netflix with Rachel McAdams and Will Ferrell. Right. I gotta say, we got to talk about it next week. Should I watch it for next week? Yeah, like maybe maybe that's what we watch. I will say openly, there is, n- there is no LGBT romance in this movie. Actually, that's a lie. There is, there, there actually is. But it's, it's a little bit of a spoiler. In, and, and it's so small. But there's no basis of like the main plot is LGBT. However... The movie features so many side characters who are all over the spectrum of LGBTQ plus that I was like shocked. And and they're like real people. They're not like caricatures or and I and at times they're like literally real people and they're just playing themselves. Um but I was like a, a little, I was a little surprised. Also, it's, I think, maybe the second funniest movie that's come out this year. After The Lovebirds? Yes. I really liked The Lovebirds. Me too. It's, it's my favorite movie of the year. So I don't think that, I don't think everybody needs to watch it, but I will definitely be watching it again. Oh. Um, and I'm going to probably, I mean, I know you already want to watch it, but I'm going to make you watch it. And we'll probably end up talking about it next week. Casually, though. Casually. It's not our pick for next week. Yeah. 
Speaking of which, should we talk about our pick for next week? I have a couple other things to talk about, but they're not important. The last thing I was going to say was that Raven got married. That's it. (laughs) Raven did get married. I'm so happy for her. She looked beautiful. She really did. So did her wife. Yeah. So happy for them. Didn't know that. I uh, For some reason, it like hasn't phased me that they've been together for so long. Yeah. And I feel like it goes without saying because we talk about her so much. But I truly want nothing but the best for Raven. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nothing but the best. So our pick for next week. Yeah. You've probably seen it on Twitter or on Instagram or on your Netflix homepage. But we are going to be watching Disclosure. I feel like there should have been applause there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Yeah, there we go. There we go. I haven't seen it yet. Have you? No. Okay, I'm really excited to watch it. Something interesting that I do want to put out, point out, because I, I think I, I, I think that it's interesting. Netflix bought this movie. Like, yeah. like Netflix didn't make this movie, and I, I, I know Netflix has released it, but I want everybody to just remember that Netflix did not make it. This is not they a Netflix it. original. Yeah, like, when you look at it, it's, like, billed as a Netflix original, but it's not. This is, like, one of their, like, they, like, it was a movie that was being shopped around after it had been made and they bought it. Like The Lovebirds. Yes. Except in a different... The Lovebirds. In a different situation. In a different light. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I am very excited to watch it, though. All of our faves are in it, so... It's true. So I guess we'll talk to everybody next week on what day? On Monday. Amazing. We love this. Just That's like our old episodes. Schedule. Yeah, jinx. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe, hey, maybe, at, maybe at some point during this, maybe we'll even pop out like an actual season. Who knows? Who knows? Let us know if you, uh, if you want that. Yeah, let us know what you where you think we should go from here. Anyway. Okay, yeah. We will talk to you next week. Yeah. Bye. Bye.